In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor that one group, the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the Podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Joyce Gerber is here to talk about her podcast, The Canna Mom Show. Joyce, welcome to the podcasters. Thank you, Dan. Good to talk to you. Good to see you, actually, even though they can't see that I can see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. And I have a ton of questions about your podcast, but before I get to them, I want to ask you, how does a highly educated attorney, mother of two with degrees from Northeastern University, Tufts University, Connecticut College, living in New England, become one of the leading podcast voices for women in the cannabis industry? Desperation, isolation, and rejection. <laughs> it's the perfect trifecta. Oh, you got to tell us more. <laughs> tell us more. Um, so I am an attorney by training. I'm also the mother of two. So my children are almost done. My son just graduated from college. My daughter is a rising junior. I was a woman who was told she could do everything. So I did my entire generation. We just did everything the boys did. My third year in law school, I discovered I was pregnant. I did finish law school and I took the bar pregnant, proving my brain and my uterus work at the same time. But then I had a baby and all the structures of the world kind of came up against me. And I spent a lot of time in and out of the professional world because I don't know if your listeners know this, but children do not raise themselves. <laughs> so I have done a lot of different jobs. I practiced family law for a while. I was a politician. I was the mom who did everything, the PTA mom. And the thing about the professional world is that when you leave it and you come back, it's a little nick on your professionalism. That's really the truth of it in our culture. So fast forward, 2016, I am back at work. My children are teenagers. My husband and I go to Colorado and I had my cannabis awakening. We went on a private tour there. I went to a dispensary, a grow facility. I recognized everything I knew about cannabis was wrong. I came back to Massachusetts. I told my teenage children, Everything I know about cannabis is wrong. They were like, yes. Then Massachusetts was one of the first in the New England to vote for adult use. I never had intention of working in cannabis, but then at the end of that year, a contract I was working on ended. And then I spent a lot of 2017 just being another invisible, overeducated woman. Fast forward, I go into like therapy. They tell me that I really couldn't have designed anything worse for my personality than family law, which was great because I sucked at it. <laughs> And then I said, what about cannabis law? I could see that all these law firms are starting to set up cannabis law divisions. And she said, what a good idea. And you just need one person not to tell you're crazy. And that's where the journey started. Uh, I thought I would go into cannabis law. <laughs> that is a great story, though. And it's so reminiscent of other people's journey to this place. It's like you started off on one path and you realized you were completely wrong and now you're in a place where you feel like you belong. So you created the Cannamom Show, which is a podcast about women in, in the cannabis industry. How does your show help crush the stigma around women and cannabis? Well, you know, it's really about the transparency. And I do say my own story is a little bit different than the women 
I interview, I really believed what they said. I believed it was bad for your brain. I believed that the stoners were lazy people who weren't going to go anywhere in life. I did smoke pot, but I was always worried about it. I had a few mom friends. I think this is so funny. We got like a bud, go to their beach house, far away, smoke our bud, feel awesome. And then drink our wine and wonder if it was okay to feel awesome. That was my relationship with it. And I have found these women who I'm meeting, they've healed themselves or the even braver ones have healed their children. And I'm not even sure I would have been able to do that because these women are taking risk. And even today, women are still taking a risk by having cannabis as medicine. Children are still being taken away. That is why the Cannabis Mom Show is out there to share these stories so people can see. We, we have to stop hiding. It's a ridiculous thing to hide. I know, I know. But it's shows like yours that are getting the message out. And I think one of the reasons why your show is so successful is because even though you tackle really serious topics, you keep it light. And I think that has a lot to do with your interview style. You're very loose and it makes your guests feel loose, which kind of keeps it fun and light. Well, I, I can give you as preachy as the next person. I was a divorce attorney, so righteous indignation is literally one of my favorite emotions, but... People hear humor. There's something about humor. It breaks through other emotions. It, it, it cuts down those defenses. So we have to build an industry that says, we recognize that what you did while you were caring for your children is work. And even though you weren't monetized for that work, it still has value in the world that monetizes work. We have to change that mindset. That is what I'm hoping we can do in cannabis. You're making a giant strides with your podcast, just getting the message out and making people feel good about what they do. And, you know, like I said, your podcast is so engaging because it's fun. And um, speaking of fun, I have a surprise. (laughs) I have a surprise clip from one of your shows last year, which just absolutely cracked me up. I'm pretty sure you remember who it is. So I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to play it. And then you can explain how you got this unforgettable interview. Are you ready? Ready. You ready for this? Okay, here we go. I remember when when Stephen was growing it on top of the, the roof. And you didn't know what it was? And someone, yeah, and someone, and someone pointed it out. And a cousin pointed it out at a barbecue. What is that? And this is growing. Do you know what's growing on top of that? He had, a, <laughs> he, had, he, had some, he had some plants on Amy's roof, right? On the on, roof of the, the On the roof outside the bedroom. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we were doing a, had a family barbecue. Yep. And a, a, a cousin... <laughs> said, what, what is that up there? And I said, oh, it looks like a dead plant. And she said, I don't think it's a dead plant. <laughs> so who was that? That was my mom. <laughs> oh, that is a great, that is great. Who was that not was supposed great. to be on the show that day. So I used to do the show in a real studio and my mom wanted to come to work with me. So it was literally the last show I did before the pandemic cut everything down. I picked her up and I brought her over and my guest that day had canceled literally on the way over from picking up my mother to get into the studio, the guest had canceled because it was like the beginning of the pandemic and she was just panicking. So my mother came up to the studio and she didn't want to talk. And my producer got her to put a a pair of headphones on and we just started talking. And I will just say, I am so glad I have that recording. It is just anyone talk to your parents about stuff that you didn't talk to them about because that wouldn't have happened. It's a very hard thing to change people's minds. And I was glad I got to talk to her because that's how you start the conversation to find out what people believe and start right there. Yeah. And apparently it was happening right underneath her her nose. Which (laughs) That's great. That's like a classic family story. I'm glad I got it on tape forever. (laughs) 
Before we wrap up, I wonder if you could share some of your podcast wisdom with the people who are thinking about starting a podcast. If they're thinking about doing it with a co-host or co-host, what are some of the advantages or disadvantages of working with a co-host or just doing it straight up yourself? So I had a co-host for season one, my friend Amy, and it was great fun. We kind of split things up. But this has always been my sort of dream. So that's sort of the co-host thing. It's how much does that person have invested in it? And if they want to show up every week, I like having co-hosts. But I found that what's worked really better for me is my producer, Dave, is like my sidekick. So I do like a Tonight Show kind of thing. We do a little back and forth. So it is nice to have that. And having a co-host can be like someone who get ideas together with. And you can do a show if a guest doesn't show up. That is a benefit. But it's like any kind of partnership. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's, it's nice to have that person, especially if you don't have guests, because it's challenging just to ramble on for a half hour by yourself. Yeah, make- yeah I've never done a ramble. I did it once. I had a, like, a guest didn't show up and we did like, interview each other. But yeah, it is hard. Yeah, and if you have your mom in the wings, that always helps. <laughs> always bring your mom to work. I think that's the message. Always bring your mom to work. <laughs> well, a new episode of Canada Mom comes out every week on all the major podcast networks, including PodConnects. And you can apply to be a guest. Joyce. I agree with your son, Josh. You're a force to be reckoned with. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for talking to me, Dan. And we actually are taking a break this summer. We're going to be re-releasing some old shows, but we are starting again in September with season three, talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry. One can of story at a time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.